Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. John and Ken Show. John Cobelt, Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hello, everybody. Welcome on in. I... Oh, is that true? Deborah Mark took International Women's Day off today. Is that what, uh, what happened? Yes. <laughs> She's at home honoring herself. Very nice. Would that be a mirror? <laughs> what do you think? There are a lot of posts to her posts. favorite Facebook account. Are you still staring at those? Or is this still your hobby that you look at everybody else's Facebook because you uh, like to see what's going on, but uh, you share nothing? Uh, correct. Correct. I track uh, the degradation of American culture on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, you haven't sent me like a link to some radio person from our past in a while so i wondered if you oh still uh, i will if you want no 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 i don't want to I didn't, I didn't know you missed them okay. sometimes no sometimes it's funny sometimes it's like really do i care no i know you don't care <laughs> how do i how do i phrase this he's not sharing these to say what a lovely life uh, <laughs> it's more to share some sort Look, of news from an old friend yeah, yeah, it's not exactly that. It's more like, can you believe this? <laughs> yes, because uh, I'm evil and I'm cruel and I can't yeah. help it. Well, it's going to be a lot about gas prices today because you know what? You just have to accept it. That's the price for democracy. Wow, just that seems to be the phrase of the day. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Biden. <laughs> I wasn't just Biden. I'm hearing it everywhere but from every like, politician. Oh, sure, because that that is the it's talking not our point. democracy, but sure, sure. That's that that's the talking point uh, to cover up all the uh, screw ups over the years uh, between oil policy and foreign policy, right? Like yeah. like we got to this moment by accident. It's never by accident. It's because of a long, long history of decisions made by. Uh, you know, many incompetent presidents and congresses, and uh, that's how you get to a point like this. Uh, yeah. I, I had half a tank, but I ran right out this morning and filled it because I think tomorrow it'll be a dollar more. That's why. Yeah, that's the thing. I, like, I said, I might as well fill it now. I mean, I'm not using as much gas as I used to anyway. And I thought, you know, it's going to probably because I paid six something today, I think. Ran around six. The, the, my, my neighborhood uh, station, about half mile from my house, 589. Wow. 
So it'll be six by the time I get home. In fact, yeah. I need to fill up. Uh, I need to fill up. Uh, so They're saying that be- the nation is suffering the highest gas prices since the 2008 financial crisis, but I've been in California a long time. I've never seen prices this high ever. I don't know if they adjust it for inflation. I'm not sure what that means. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that would be it, 14 it, years ago. I guess be. they could do that. Because I, 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 you know, the, Did they reach over five a gallon, though, even back? Uh, it I remember was, we were always talking about the threat of that. I remember it was very close to five for regular, uh, just after the, the mortgage meltdown in that recession. Right. I remember it being like 470, 480 around there for the cheapest. Uh, yeah. And some of the higher grades were over $5. But that was at least 12, 13 years ago or more. Yeah, so in case you don't know, you should by now, uh, Biden finally announced the, a ban on U.S. imports of Russian oil. Uh, so he, with the announcement, said it pretty clear that uh, you're going to pay even more. And uh, that's the price for democracy. <laughs> we have to defend it wherever it's being threatened in the world, I guess. Do we? Or uh, is it? We care more well, about this country. We've got to no. We've got to choke the life out of Putin. Uh, we got to create as much turmoil in his country and as much suffering as possible now. But the Europeans aren't doing this, are they? No, and, and that's Russian part of the oil problem. exports account for more than one third of Europe's oil imports. Yeah, I mean, and the they're real, not going to do this because this would be uh, also a knife to their own throats. Well, the, the you know the real reason is nobody should be financing his war machine, and the oil money goes directly. To the Russian Treasury. That that's that's the largest source of income. What about the oligarchs? The Don't they get some? Well, the go- oligarchs take a cut along the way. And the workers. But what funds the the Russian government more than anything else yeah. is is oil money, and uh, so and right now the government's uh, putting most of their money in the war. You know they'll they'll let their people starve before Putin's going to give up on uh, ambushing Ukraine. Uh, now, onto onto Europe. Um, Europe is is filled with fools. I mean, we have a lot of fools in this country. You know, the, of the John Kerry variety, foolish people who have some kind of weird childish fantasy about uh, an all green world or some such you know nonsense that you normally hear from little kids. Uh, Europe is full of these people, especially Germany, and and Germany uh, closed its. It's nuclear energy plants, for God's sakes. And and they, they were going to go as much on wind and solar as possible. Very similar to California. Now, nuclear and, is not greenhouse gases. It's just that it's considered dangerous. Why are they, why is everybody giving up on nuclear? They shouldn't. We should go all nuclear. Nuclear is fairly clean, isn't it? Nuclear is absolutely clean. There's zero greenhouse gas emissions coming from nuclear energy. There's none. But it's just considered a no-no because it's... Dangerous. Is that it? I, I yeah, yeah. People, because uh, everybody's fearful of what happens. Of course, there's a lot of nuclear plants around the world, many of them. If you run them properly, then uh, you don't have an issue. But you don't have, uh, you don't put dumbasses working the overnight shift, which is what they had in Russia when Homer Chernobyl Simpson. burned down. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't have Homer Simpson running the nuclear power plant, all right? Any more than you have Homer Simpson fly the plane. Any, you're right. I mean, you just the 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 uh, the dangerous jobs in the world are never run by the stupid dumb guys, like you know the guys who are rioting at the Mexican soccer game, right? You don't put those guys to work the overnight shift at the nuclear plant. You let them kill each other 
uh, beat each other to death at a soccer game. That's that's what they're on the planet for. Right. And then you have to worry about terrorism. I mean, there might be somebody that might want to cause trouble at a nuclear power plant in order to set off a huge uh, sure. disaster. Right. Well, and then you have to worry about an invasion like Ukraine now has lost a couple of nuclear power plants to uh, to Russia. So, but but the the energy is is incredibly cheap, and it's plentiful, and it's clean. And the smart guys in the world, like Bill Gates and Elon Musk, are pushing nuclear energy, and they're right; they're absolutely right. This solves our problem because wind and solar are always going to be unreliable. All these green goons won't admit it but it's being proven europe is in a panic for energy because their wind energy scheme isn't working it's failing same thing in california that's why we had uh close to rolling blackouts last summer because the wind energy is failing it was a nice idea way overhyped they got a lot of work to do same thing with solar energy ton of work to do they have to come up with storage we have virtually no storage for wind and solar energy. So when the sun doesn't shine and the wind doesn't blow, it's as if it doesn't exist. But they never talk about that and they never admit it because, I don't know, because they're, they're little children who believe in Santa Claus. So in the real world, we got to burn gas and oil, period. We do. Coal. Coal, gas, oil. There, there's, I mean, Rich Lowry today wrote about it in the National Review. It's an incredibly efficient, incredibly cheap, reliable. There's plenty of it. It works. There's no civilization without it. We could not exist in 2022 without it. You'd be talking about 1822. And I don't see any volunteers for going back to 1822. So I, I'm just so tired of this childish debate with, with morons arguing s- silly slogans with their selective uh, cherry picking of, of facts they're silly narratives. I mean, it's just it, it, at some point you just you like tell you just you know you have you have kids. At some point you st- want to scream at the kids. Just shut up already. Stop making your noise. Stop it. And that that's what I, everybody should be yelling at all these uh, green people. Like shut up with your noise already. We heard you. You're wrong. It's failing. We'll be talking after two thirty to Carl DeMaio, Reform California. They would like Gavin Newsom to pretty much do away with all the California gas taxes, at least temporarily, so people get some kind of break. He'll explain that. And after three, Assemblyman Vince Fong is coming on, a Republican. Uh, He and, yes, some Democrats have gotten together to push Newsom for more oil drilling in the state of California. That's unlikely to happen, but we'll talk to him about that, too. It's all coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, in updates this afternoon on Ukraine and its battle with the Russian invasion, there are more reports that uh, Kremlin insiders are calling this war a cluster bleep. A number of top officers have already died in the invasion. And there's apparently, if you believe this stuff, because, you know, some of it's uh, cross-propaganda by both sides, uh, just try to get a burger and a Coke. McDonald's and Coca-Cola are cutting back operations. Starbucks, too. They're going to all downgrade business ties in Russia. That'll teach them. See, I, where you're going to get your coffee. McDonald's is closing every single restaurant. 
How about that? That'll we'll starve the Russians. That's right. No more Big Macs. There's also a report this afternoon that uh, Poland is ready to hand over all of its uh, old MiG-29 fighter jets, the old Soviet jets, to the U.S. to transfer them to Ukraine. Sort of a handoff, which could be a little sticky because that could be interpreted, you know, by Putin as the U.S. is now involved in the war. I don't know how that's going to work. Well, apparently that's the uh, possible arrangement. It's If he wants to, that's what he'll say. It's whenever he decides that he wants to take on the United States and NATO, he'll probably use what we've already done. We've already right. sent a lot of uh, military weaponry. We've sent a lot of money. So he could say, hey, you've already jumped into the war. So I, I think we should just keep sending stuff. Because if he wants to do it, he's already got he's already got an excuse. And I don't even think he needs an excuse. I mean, he he's he's trying to bulldoze Ukraine, and those those people did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. So, yeah. Uh, so it's possible that that will be, and then the U.S. will backfill uh, Poland's air force with uh, some U.S. jets. I think they're F-16s. Couple of polls <laughs> you, you don't see every day. This is a tricky one that was carried out last week by a group of independent survey research organizations. It was a telephone survey. Hello, who's this? They called Russians and asked if they approve of the invasion. (laughs) And according to the poll conducted across Russia a week into Moscow's assault, 58% approved, 23% opposed. Is that propaganda? Do you believe numbers like that? Or people like, I don't, they're listening in. I have to say I approve. This may be the most idiotic, unreliable poll that has ever been made, at least since uh, Trump won the 2016 election. I mean, this is ridiculous. You think, you think Russians are going to tell an anonymous person on the other end. It calls from, you know, where, who knows where, that, That they disagree with Putin. That's right. Some 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 stranger has your phone number. You don't know who they are, where they're from, and you're going to say, "Oh yeah, that Putin. Well, he's really full of crap on this one." It's- but look at this. It turns out that fewer than half of the respondents who live in the big cities—that's more than a million people—supported the invasion. Sort of like blue and red, like our country. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that the red states in the U.S. Well, support uh, the invasion. I'm just saying there's probably also some sort of uh, divide. Rural, it looks like the more suburban uh, Russians were supportive than the city Russians. No, rural I, people are more nationalistic and more patriotic. And, and, and they, yeah, that's a good way to look at yeah. it. And I also think that the wealthier people in the cities have probably better access to the Internet and have figured out what's really going on. Because I noticed the difference between young people supporting it and old people, that's a big gap. And and young people know how to get and find TikTok videos, for example. Plus, young people may be sent to the war. That's another so, thing. In general, they're against wars because they could be personally on the line. Right. So that happens almost in all countries when because, there's a conflict going on. Because so many of these idiotic nations, including America, have sacrificed millions of young men and women over the years, uh, mostly for nothing. Now, the second poll, which was taken back in this country, is also kind of fascinating. Uh, Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac University released a poll. 
And they asked Americans, and they certainly broke it out by a political party, if we got invaded, we were in the Ukrainians' position, would you stay and fight or would you flee the country? Well, 68% of Republicans said they would stay and fight. Only 40% of Democrats did. Well, the, re the Republicans have the guns. 52% of Democrats would flee, only 25% of Republicans. Yes, you're right. <laughs> they, they do have the guns. And they probably are a little uh, jealous watching uh, the TV coverage while seeing the Ukrainian people taking their guns out and mowing down Russian soldiers. This is They're true. Probably getting a visceral thrill. 60% of Americans believe that Vladimir Putin is mentally unstable and he could be willing to use nuclear weapons against NATO countries. Yeah, well, I'm in that, I'm in that camp. Uh... You'd flee, though, wouldn't you? Because you always run. That's your usual. I always run. I, I'm a huge coward. I, what, what, what would you use me for? Well, we could train you. You really think gun training would, would take? Uh, take some time. We, I, maybe we should start now in I case we're invaded in 10 years. I, I don't know if anybody, anybody has the time to train me. I don't want to be a liability to the cause. I see. This would be addition by subtraction. There's other ways you could stay and fight, you know. And I could, I could be the great communicator. I, there's uh, giving people like, the morale boost. If if I was through, uh, if, the airwaves, you if, know that kind of thing. No, if, if I was well, if I was forced into joining the military, right? They still had the draft when I was a kid. That's probably where I would have ended up. I would have ended up in some kind of behind the scenes communications role. Right. But I'm the, I'm not a frontline guy. I mean, look at me. No, I. All right. Wait. And I'm more likely to blow my head off or your head off than uh, get the enemy. The only thing that surprised me about this poll, I thought, you know, with a pollster, most people would say, sure, I'd stay and fight. I love America. But there was the majority of Democrats who said they would flee. I realize that your life's on the line. A lot of Ukrainians have fled. I understand that. Well, but it's just you would just think people would give what they think is the right answer. Stay and defend I, I, your country. I think you got, you got to to do this. You really have to be familiar with guns and, and want to use them. Or explosives. Yeah. Or both. I mean, if you, if you ask most people who live in the cities, they don't have guns. And, and they don't even know how they work. And they're nervous around them. So they can't imagine being you know, out in the streets picking off uh Well, the criminals Russian in soldiers. the cities have guns. Oh, so. the criminals do. Yeah, I'd, I'd sign those guys up. I mean, they know they what would, they're doing. They would take the job in lieu of punishment could, for... You know, <laughs> we could send all the death row inmates out there. All right, when we return, we'll be talking to Carl DeMaio with Reform California. Uh, they've got to drive on uh, to pressure uh, California legislators and the governor to get rid of the taxes around our gasoline purchases in California. The gas excise tax, tax the gas cap and trade tax that's on there, the sales tax, all of this could result in a savings of more than a dollar a gallon. It wouldn't be permanent, I guess, but we'll talk to Carl coming up next. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo's KFI. AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, the Moist Line is coming back already in three days. 1-877-MOIST86 for your messages to be considered. 1-877-664-7886. Well, apparently gas prices have jumped about 35% on average since Russia's invasion of Ukraine on February 24th. And, of course, the announcement today by Biden that we will no longer import Russian oil means that prices will go even higher. And on top of this, it really affects lower-income households a lot more. It really oh, the, just swallows up a lot of their discretionary income. The average uh, household is going to get hit 
with uh, a $2,000 bill extra for these uh, gas increases, gas prices. 2000 a year? $2,000 a uh, year. Uh, trying to think. No, two thousand a year. Yeah, okay. I was going to say a month be really disastrous. No, it'd be two thousand dollars a month. Uh, so right. that, that that's huge, you know. If you're making forty thousand dollars a year, fifty thousand dollars a year, that that's that's a big bite. Uh, and people have long commutes in Southern California to get to work. Uh, Carl DeMaio is with us. Uh, Carl is with Reform California. Yep, and their idea is to suspend the California gas taxes, so that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, Carl, how are you? That is, that's, I'm doing well, though I, I filled up today $112 is what it cost me. $112. And I don't buy the expensive stuff. I, I buy the cheap stuff. Yeah, me too. The, big the, tank? Uh, <laughs> the 87 grade. <laughs> exactly. Water it down. No, it, it, you're absolutely right. I mean, working families are going to get hit the hardest here. And yes, it's about 2000 uh, just based upon what's happened so far for a typical household. Uh, and um, the, the liberal media and the Democrat politicians are desperately trying to blame uh, Putin. And they're also trying to beat up on the oil companies. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to defend Putin uh, at all. And the oil companies obviously have a profit motive. But when you really look at the costs, of gasoline, uh, you're finding that the politicians themselves are responsible, particularly in California, for the cost um, uh, burden that a lot of working families are, are, are bearing, and it's completely unnecessary. And that doesn't even get into the restriction on production that obviously contributes. When you, when you choke the supply, as Biden has done, as Newsom has done, as the Democrats have done, um, then you're beholden to tin pot dictators like uh, Vladimir Putin. So obviously we have to deal with energy independence, but w that's going to take time. It's going to take several months, uh, if not longer, to start working out our supply issues. In the meantime, I think politicians ought to make up for the big mistakes they've made in choking off supply by giving us a gas tax holiday. And we need to start in California doing that because we have the highest state gas taxes in the country. Go through, yeah, 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 go through the taxes so people understand just how much it takes when they buy a gallon. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is where it gets really deceptive. Um, the state gas tax is broken down into three chunks, okay? The first part is what they call the state excise tax, and that's what people think about when they think about gas tax, but it's only the first part of what they're charging. Uh, and the media uh, makes a, you know, a, a focus on the fact that the state of California has the highest gas tax in the country, 51.1 cents. Okay, And every year that will automatically go up. Um, and it's slated to go up in July of this year. So 51.1 cents. But that's not all. On top of that excise tax, the state of California has a special cap and trade tax which is about 40 to 50 cents per gallon. So now you're up to what, uh, 91 cents to a dollar one? And then finally, the, the sales tax. And this is where it's really going to hit you. Um, whenever the cost of the commodity price goes up, in other words, the cost of a barrel of oil, whenever the actual product cost goes up, the actual sales tax on gas also goes up because the sales tax is a percentage of the dollar, not a fixed amount. So when you have supply disruptions like what's happening with Russia, the sales tax on gas goes from you know, 18 to 20 cents all the way up to 25 to 30 cents per gallon. So all in, 
right now we are paying about a buck eleven to a buck twenty six per gallon of gas just for sales taxes. Sorry, estate taxes uh, uh, imposed in California. And so, look, if you got rid of that, even temporarily, if we, even if we said for the next ninety days we're going to give uh, working families in California a, a gas tax holiday. That would equate to immediate savings of $215 per month for a two-car family, the average two-car family, $215 immediate savings per month. Why aren't we doing this? Let's just do it. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Right. And the only thing that Newsom has offered so far is to not let the gas tax increase. It's scheduled to take effect July 1st, a very small amount from going into effect that's about all he's offering people yeah that's that's what a few pennies uh it would be eight eight tenths of a of a of a penny <laughs> so eight tenths of a penny eight tenths of a penny Seriously? what we're talking about is that's his tax yes, break we're is eight tenths of a penny eight tenths of a penny per oh, gallon God. and what we want is we want that dollar 11 we want that dollar 26 um well, it's the least these bandits could do we're not getting anything for Having a a a dollar ten or a dollar twenty five in taxes, we're not getting anything for it. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean some of that some petition, of that cap and trade money. The roads are perfect. The cap and trade money. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of it's going to the stupid high speed rail. That that criminal exactly. operation. When I when I, when I la- launched the the, the petition uh, yesterday, uh, it's been a whirlwind thirty six hours. But gastaxpetition.org, That's where people can sign it. Gastaxpetition.org. When I launched it, some you know liberals went on my uh, Facebook page and, and Twitter, and they said, you, "Can you imagine what the roads would be like if we got rid of the gas tax?" And I'm like, uh, "Can you imagine what the roads would be like if the politicians were actually forced to spend the gas tax on the roads?" Right. And, and remember, this is a state with a fifty billion dollar annual surplus, um, and if we got rid of uh, the gas tax this year. Uh, we're only talking about about 13 to 14 billion dollars, so there's still going to be a lot of surplus left over. Um, it's the least that these politicians can do, given the fact that they were the ones that screwed up our supply chain, our supply of oil, uh, to put us in a position where Russia's um, you know uh, attack on the Ukraine has caused a disruption uh, on the oh. global energy market. Oh, if, if politicians around the world have created a uh, a self-inflicted gaping wound. On, the, on everybody's economy because of their bad, bad foreign policy and their bad uh, gas and oil policy. I mean, it, a lot of this is yeah. the incompetence of the boobs in Europe and here in America. And, and, and they do not want to give us relief because part of their agenda is to make it so painful for working families, so painful for rank-and-file members of the public to just drive their car that we finally cry uncle and we get into their transit programs, and we ride, we we walk, we ride bikes, and you know what? <laughs> Look, the, the arrogance of that sort of thinking is just astounding. Uh, but I think part of the the, the reason why um, they don't seem to mind the gas prices that much, uh, and they want to they want to pretend like they're doing something about it, and and nothing about this ban on Russia oil is actually going to hurt Russia because other countries like Germany uh, and China are going to – they will buy the Russia oil that we don't buy, and then what will be left is Saudi Arabian oil and Iraqi oil and Kuwaiti oil for us to buy. Oil is a fungible product, okay? It's like squeezing a balloon. If you cut off oil and gas imports in the United States from Russia, 
all it means is that we will buy from, more from Saudi Arabia, then they will sell less to Germany, and Russia will simply shift its supply over and backfill. So unless we see a, an all-out um, restriction on Russia's oil and gas, this is all virtue signaling. And yet we're still going to pay the price because the prices you're seeing right now in the oil um, uh, in a gallon of gasoline are all based upon market speculation. Um, none of the gas that we're pumping today, when you go to your gas station, none of that was actually delivered in terms of crude oil in the last 90 days. Uh, it was all delivered prior to the Russia invasion. So all of these price increases are all based upon the futures contracts on barrels of oil that we'll be taking delivery on in late March, April, and even now on so, the, on the right. Brent exchange, so this is the all the way all the way into May. Where the oil companies are enjoying extra profit. Because they're they're conning they people. Certainly, they certainly are. Yeah, this this is yeah, this is where their are. greed comes in. All right, Carl, thanks very much yeah, for coming on. Yeah, give us on. the uh, the uh, web address again for the petition. Yeah, pe people can sign up at gastaxpetition.org, and we're hoping to hit a million people statewide uh, signing the petition so that we can really put uh, pressure on the politicians. Gastaxpetition.org. All right, Carl DeMaio from Reform California. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. All right, All right we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Champeau. KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You know, I just amplify on Carl DeMaio's last segment uh, with uh, ReformCalifornia.org, and they have a uh, petition out asking uh, Newsom to rescind all the gas taxes, and it totals uh, somewhere between $1.10 and $1.25 a gallon. Uh, there's three separate taxes, not all of them obvious to the average person and not all of them the idiots in the media acknowledge. But it does really could be as much as a dollar and a quarter a gallon. And by the way, if you if you uh, eliminated that dollar and a quarter, that would mitigate much of the recent price increase. What, and and what, he's, what he's what he's talking about when, when he when he said that the price we're paying now doesn't even reflect the current increase in the price of oil. That that oil was uh, shipped 90 days ago. All right, that, that came out of the crown 90 days ago before it was finally shipped and refined into gas and then sent to uh, your local gas station. So there's no reason for the price to be that high, except this is the moment where the oil companies can uh, fatten their profits. And the oil companies are to blame for part of this. Don't let your anti-Biden uh, disgust blind you to the fact that uh, these oil companies are not your friend. And they are taking advantage of this. And they have record profits, and they're squeezing every little bit out of you because what are you going to do about it? All right, we're going to bring on Assemblyman Vince Fong, the Republican, right after the news at 3 o'clock. Apparently, he and a number of other Sacramento lawmakers, some of them Democrats, have gotten together and they're asking for Newsom to increase California energy production. And he has all the answers as to how this can be done and why isn't it being done. And this is going to be a big issue because we just talked about this. California has a lot of poor people, but, you know, they still got to get to work and they're not all on the bus. Especially when the pandemic hit and the used car market took off, a lot of people did buy cars. They're going to get hit the worst by this. Oh, that's your constituents in a lot of Democratic uh, districts. I know, but if if these fake Democrats really cared about the middle class and the poor, and they don't, they pretend to, but they don't. 
they, they would immediately rescind all these taxes because that's who's getting screwed. Then you got to make them pay in November. These voters finally have to make themselves known because this is something that's important to them. And they're seeing the Sacramento elitists say, get an electric car then if you don't like the prices. Get on the bus. Right. So you can't afford gas. You can't Ride afford your bicycle. You can't afford to buy an electric car. You don't have a bus. Most most people have no bus anywhere near their neighborhood, and it doesn't go anywhere near they work. All right, so th that's got to be taken off the table once and for all. That's another one of those little childish slogans that they use. There's, there's no such thing as a bus for for 95% of people who live in California. It's simply the bus line doesn't exist, and it's impossible to bike on the terrain in California because the distance people have uh, to get to work. And back right. and the mountains and, and, and the valleys. It's impossible. So, again, all this silliness are just childish slogans. And every time you hear it, th they've got to be squashed. There's got to be some intense, angry blowback. It's like, shut up with your nonsense. Here is a small story that I can tell pretty quickly that indicates California's big problem when it comes to energy. There's a state law that passed. We have to be 100% clean energy by 2045. Right? That's going to come fast only 23 years away in glendale they have a power company and of course a local city council which is trying to figure out how to keep the air conditioning going and how to keep the lights lit when <clears throat> alternative energy doesn't always stand up for enough supply like during a heat wave so apparently they've been considering spending 260 million dollars on five new natural gas power generators it would only be a backup should there be a need this is Glendale Water and Power. And you got to feel sorry for them because apparently they have been hearing it from some of the residents, but a lot of the activists who are screaming, don't do this. In fact, the story in CNBC, the headline is, this could be the last California city to build a fossil fuel power plant. You see kind of the, the, the headline that's supposed to grab your attention? Mm -hmm. Oh, who would do this? Oh, that era's over. But this poor utility is saying... I, we don't have enough transmission lines to bring in all these other alternative energies. Well, we oh. have to have something here locally. And, and I, I, as the head of the, uh, Mark Young is a general manager. He just said, I got to keep the lights on. I love reliable generation, but I got to make sure everybody has enough electricity when they need it. And this is just a backup. But look at So what they did was they're delaying the decision. The activists and the rest of the loud well, voices got their attention with their arms folded and just say, no, they don't have any yeah. answers. They're just saying they're Look, not the ones that manage the utility. They're just outsiders. Well, but, but, this is so frustrating. I don't know why anybody spends five seconds listening to an activist. The people of Glendale, we got a lot of listeners in Glendale. You, you got to wake up. You need this backup. All right, because last summer there was a serious shortage of electricity in the state, and we almost had rolling blackouts, and Newsom had to restart natural gas plants that they had shuttered. And they stole energy that was being transmitted from the Pacific Northwest to Arizona. Arizona had purchased it, and it transmits over California electrical lines. We intercepted it and stole it. We stole the paid Arizona energy because we were short. And we started restarting our, our uh, natural gas plants because wind and solar didn't produce enough because it's unreliable. And I... Glendale is going one day, you people in Glendale, are, if they don't build these backup generators, something is going to happen like happened in Germany. Germany was the leading 
green fanatic uh, of Europe. And then this happened. They were had had closed all their coal. They were closing nuclear. And now, just in the last week, the prime minister, the president, did a complete 180 and said, we're going back to the old way. That the, that the wind and solar has failed. Doesn't produce enough. Not reliable. So we're going to go back you know, to natural gas. We're going to go back to fossil fuels. It's going to happen here, too, you know, because it simply doesn't work. One day, something's going to happen, and everyone's going to realize, oh, my God, this doesn't work. We were brainwashed. And you're brainwashed the way the Russians are brainwashed about Putin. All right, Assemblyman Vince Fong from Bakersfield, a Republican, is coming on next to talk about an effort to get Gavin Newsom to increase oil production in the state of California. Coming up. John and Ken show, and Mark Reiner has the news, KFI AM 640. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 